Have you ever heard that sometimes things seem to come in threes? That's something that a lot of people say, it seems to be with, with families, with major events, with everything. Well, today we're going to talk about something that, that has come in threes. And the question is, do you have the warrior type of mentality to push through, to deal with it, to survive, and not only survive, but find a way to thrive um, through all the adversities that we sometimes face in life? If that's you, or if you know somebody like that, or, God forbid, it may happen in the future, will you be prepared? That's going to be the subject of today's edition of the Audacious Faith Podcast. Personally, I'm always inspired by people that have that survival spirit to them people that don't allow things and circumstances of life to get them down. Maybe you've met some of those people. People that just press on and you see the true character that they have within uh, when the pressure's really on. Uh, today I have a very special guest with me that I'm very excited about uh, sharing with and finding out more about her life. Her name is Marie Waltner and uh, she's a very active person actually known by my family. They actually met her uh, doing workouts and everything at one of the local gyms. And uh, she has quite a story. And so I'm so excited for you to be here with us today. And I just want to thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Well, we're going to get right into it because uh, we want people to get to know you a little okay. bit more. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your life, your background, family, and maybe your journey of faith a little bit as well. Okay. Um, I actually was born in the Philippines Okay. and migrated here at age 16. So growing up as a child in the Philippines uh, with my grandparents, mm -hmm. I, it was very faith-oriented, uh, very traditional, devout Catholics that okay. every Sunday we have to go to church. And mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school all the okay. way up until I had to come to the States, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, at age 16. Okay. So that's always been my um, religious background. Mm -hmm. It was in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. although that kind of had changed as I was growing up and getting older. Okay. And so um, what is it that you were, I mean, there's some challenges that we're going to talk about in just a couple of, of minutes, mm -hmm. uh, some things with some cancer and, and several bouts with that. But why don't you go ahead and kind of explain what, what was the daily routine of life before that happened? Okay. Before all my my, I would say, physical and um, medical challenges, I'm just a typical, you know, person, middle, middle class mom of two, mm -hmm. uh, eight hour a day job as an accountant at a local company in uh, city of industry, and uh, just a wife with two kids. Um, but mm -hmm. I do love fitness. It was mm -hmm. about four years ago in 2017 that I decided to turn my life around. I've always had bouts with, um, with weight and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So me and my daughter, I have a daughter who's 30, Okay. Uh, decided to go ahead and get into fitness and we found this gym and that was just the perfect fit and that became our lifestyle that was the change so I would go work out after work I would also work out before work so mm. yeah I would go twice a day and that was really the highlight of my day so what is it about fitness that you liked the most I think I mean. it's just the com camaraderie also in the mm -hmm. place that we had found and at the same time just getting healthier and seeing the results and just changing everything not just 
you know, exercising, but also mm -hmm. food and uh, eating habits. And it really kind of um, also helped with my mental state. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay, so the whole, what they talk about, physiology of everything. Yes. Just getting or moving around. Correct. Getting the better. And, and you mentioned the camaraderie, so you're a people person, I'm uh, assuming? I, oh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. That's how I met your wife and your family. Right, okay. You know, I'm okay. like a friendly, you know, social butterfly, and we'll meet everybody that I see, so. Okay. So do you think that, because a lot of people, they, they talk about this, you know, especially in this age of COVID, where everyone's become more isolated. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like exercising or really a lot of activities. For you, it seemed to be much easier to do. You're more motivated by the fact that there were others around rather than say doing it individually. Yes, yes, oh absolutely. Um, we did get hit when COVID and so the, mm -hmm. the um, gym actually had to close down. Mm -hmm. And so we had to do uh, online in-house you know, exercises, which was okay. Uh, that didn't stop me from doing what I was doing. I was just following through the program. And then when everything kind of reopened again, the gym jumped in and reopened, although we had to do it outdoors. Mm -hmm. I did that too. Like I said, it's just really a matter of your um, de dedication to right. that lifestyle. Okay, so you, you have that self-discipline as well. Correct, yes, yes. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> kind of fell off the wagon when COVID hit, you know, mm -hmm. and it was harder for them to get back on it. But like with COVID, no COVID, I never stopped. I mean, I do it at home, I do it online, I do it outdoors, and then eventually we reopened the gym and went back indoors. Okay, so <laughs> you've still been doing that. Yes. All right, now here, here's the thing, which a lot of our audience doesn't know yet. So you're doing that, and yet the last three years have had quite a bit of challenges that for a lot of people, they would not be, you're, you're still exercising, you're still staying mm -hmm. active. A lot of people would be flat on their butt at mm -hmm. this point, okay? Um, why don't you share a little bit about some of the challenges you've had to go through the last three years? Okay, so one year after I started my fitness journey, um, I went on the regular you know, annual physical, Mm -hmm. And I, it was found out that I actually had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed by it, and um, lucky for me, it was at the very, very early stage. It was the stage of zero, but nevertheless, it was cancer. Okay. It was pretty scary, because mm -hmm. I never really had to face anything like that. So we just went through the whole process of what needs to be done, and uh, eventually it was decided that, yes, it, the best thing to do, even though it's very early, is to remove it. Okay. And so I had to go through a whole breast surgery. Breast surgery. They mm -hmm. removed the cancer, mm -hmm. and um, my downtime was like one week, and I was back at it. Because you have to, you just right. really had to fight it. So one week, and you were and back. I was at back it. at my regular whatever I was doing. Work, so they did the surgery. Out. Was there any other treatments after? Um, like? Since it was very early. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very minimal. Um, they did give me the option of doing radiation, mm -hmm. but I opted out. Because okay. I just, to me, it was, you know, it was more of a personal choice mm -hmm. because it would have made me weak had I done that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so as, aside from the surgery, I just went ahead and did that. And then I'm taking medication for, um, yeah, just so it doesn't come back. So one week, right back right at Right back it. at it. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what do you think it is about you that caused you to be like that? I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, I need a month, two months, take you know, a quarter. 
I have been asked that question, and I really don't have a straight answer. I would just say that it, that's just how I'm built, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like I wouldn't allow anything negative to try and pull me down. Okay. You know, if anything, you have to rise from it mm -hmm. and fight through it. And that's what I did with my first bout of cancer. Now, the year later, once again, after I had my like regular checkups and this time around was for them to make sure the cancer's not back, they found something else on the opposite side. And just like the first time, I just said, okay, here we go again. So mm -hmm. it then it kind of even became a routine. I kind of knew what to expect and what the next course of action is. And this time, it wasn't as bad as the first. Okay. So thank God for that. It was uh, pre-cancer. Mm. But since I have a history already yeah. of cancer, they had to make sure that it's taken care of. So we went through the same process. It was removed mm -hmm. and uh, everything was removed. So after about a week, I went back normal again, uh -huh. or to me normal. And uh, I was given the, the go-ahead that everything was clear. There's nothing left, and I should be, I, should, I was cancer-free. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned you don't like to focus on negativity. I noticed when I was looking on your Instagram account, it mentioned things about, you know, very po being very positive. It, I, I don't know, again, you know, where this teachings come from of you, which has always been that way, because a lot of people will be in the same circumstances of life, but they see it through different lens. Mm -hmm. um, really, this, the facts are the same, but the story that a person tells himself is, is completely different. Right. And then, of course, the actions follow. So why, why is it so important to you to, to just try to keep the negativity out? Well, I also want to uh, give a good example to my two girls. Okay. Um, they mean the world to me. Mm -hmm. And my fa I, I have a very strong uh, family support system, sure. both my family and even my in-laws. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I can't. You know, I find it hard to show not so much weakness, mm -hmm. but like just to give them the ump because everybody kind of has to go through bad times and sickness and all that. But more than anything, I just want to be a good example to my kids especially and to the people around me that it's mm -hmm. really not as bad as you think. So that's a big why for you. Then. Correct. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. Makes good sense. So here you are, you, you're going through this, you're staying active, I mean, one week and, and yes. boom, right back at it, twice in a row. Twice in a row. Um, you're trying to feel well, obviously, the, the health is important to you as you're trying to take care of yourself, nutrition and everything. And then you get a third shot of something. And this one is a little bit different, um, something that would be to most people a little scarier. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming it probably was to you as well. Why don't you go ahead and share a little yes. bit about so that? So you mentioned it comes in threes. So mm -hmm. this is my three. I had the two cancers, and um, I've been very, very healthy and very, very active the whole year. And some, somehow something changed a little bit. Uh, it was maybe the last week before I went to the hospital that mm -hmm. I started feeling something different. Uh, no major, I wouldn't say no major symptoms whatsoever not even headaches, but mm -hmm. just more of a weakness and no motivation, no energy. Okay. But, so when I went, finally went and decided to go to the hospital, I didn't even think it was an emergency mm -hmm. that I just opted to go to urgent care. Okay. 
And when I went, urgent care doesn't open till 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. So I had to walk to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And it was there that was found out. Uh, after giving them what my symptoms are or what I was feel feeling right away, uh, the doctor said, let's do a CAT scan. Okay. And they found a mass on my right side, which was already the size of an orange. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of a shock because that was very unexpected to me. Right. But I didn't know the severity of it until the doctor started explaining that uh, I have to be transported to uh, LA Medical Center of Kaiser mm -hmm. and be in the ICU because it was it was serious. Right. But it never really even occurred to me at how bad it was until mm -hmm. I was taken to the ICU and then um, more tests were done, MRIs, uh, ultrasounds, name it. They did it that first day. and. Mm -hmm just waiting for the neurologist to finally come and let us let us know uh, what needs to be done. And mm -hmm. we had to wait about 24 hours for that. Mm. And so we did see pictures and yeah, and he said, you were definitely gonna have a date with me on Monday morning, we're gonna cut it open and remove it. Wow. It was very scary, it was mm -hmm. yeah, scary, but it kind of like to me, I, I would say, I was probably numb at the idea, but I just said, we gotta do what we gotta do. You know, if right. that's the best option to do it, then let's go do it. So you mentioned the pictures. I think on your Instagram, mm -hmm. I saw the pictures yes. listed. And, yes. and it was very significant. Yes. very significant. So what's going through your mind? I mean, you're, you're a very positive person. You're an active person. Mm -hmm. But this, this all of a sudden, I mean, you see this picture of this thing that's really mm -hmm. taking up a large portion of your, you know, inside your head. Mm -hmm. And you're mentioning your kids, your family, and everything. So. Where, where was the biggest concern? I'm just wondering what, what's going through. Were you thinking more of them? Were you thinking more of, of you and the unknown? You know, to be honest, um, now that you've asked that, I think it was really more general. Mm -hmm. I, I ne it never faced me that something bad would happen. To me, it's just another, you know, another step that I have to take, negative or positive, I have to do it. Whatever the outcome, I was prepared. Mm -hmm. So, but I never thought of a bad outcome. I've always thought of it as I'm going to come out of it the other way and everything will be fine. And thank God that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened. So they went in and did the surgery. How, about how long a surgery the was surgery that? The surgery was about five and a half hours, a little over five hours. Okay. Uh, between prep and the actual surgery itself. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what had happened. I, the only thing I could think about right now or you know was how my husband felt those five and a half hours of just being in the waiting room not knowing how right. it would go one way or the other so yeah it was it was quite it was quite a journey so for you 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 just remember being out and then it's just I just remembered being with the surgical team mm -hmm. and uh, them explaining what needs to be done and then uh, they, I, I used to have hair this long Okay. And that was the thing that, you know, I had to give up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I guess you're going to have to shave my head. How long had it taken to grow it that, that long? Um, I've always had long hair. So over okay. the years, I kind of will just get it trimmed a little bit. And, mm -hmm. But I've always kept it long. Okay. So this is a big change. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you trying to get it long again over time? Um, or? Well, we'll have to wait and see because I don't know exactly how long it'll take. But, hey, I'm just digging it day by day. Right. So, so you wake up from the surgery. Mm -hmm. What 
Do you have any recollection of what was going through your mind when you woke up? I mean, you probably didn't know what it really uh, happened, well, right? Well, I woke up, I, and they just kind of told me that, okay, everything went well, and, uh, you know, they did some tasks, like mental yeah, testing, I guess, to make sure I'm still there and everything's okay. Yeah. And to me, it was more of like, where's my husband? Is he okay? Uh -huh. You know, I know he's here somewhere. That, that was more my first concern was, is he okay? Not mm -hmm. even so much as... Am I okay? <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I'm getting through my mind. I mean, so, so it's a serious situation. I don't, I don't know your personality. I think waking up knowing everything was okay. Mm -hmm. Was there a temptation, maybe even a temptation to joke around, like, who are you? Or, you know, pretending? No, actually, no, nothing I, maybe, like that? maybe that's not my kind of, that's not really how I am. I'm not, yeah. not, 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 not like a prankster, right. per se. But maybe I should have. <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of a serious situation. Yeah, so, it was a serious situation. But yeah, for some reason that flashed in my mind. Yeah. You could have really fooled somebody oh, there. Oh, I could have, yeah. but no, not, not at all, not at all. Okay, so this was how long ago? Not too um, long ago. Actually, the surgery was August 9th of this year. Of this so year? So it's only been about six weeks. Wow. <laughs> I would never know. I think I think our audience can agree. You're, you're looking pretty good for that. So, did it end up being it wasn't cancerous, or, or it was? Um, well, after they removed it and took everything for testing, it uh, it was found out that it was a stage two meningioma, mm -hmm. and uh, luckily it's non-malignant. Okay. Had it gone the second next step, it would have been. Yeah. Uh, even worse. So it's non-malignant, um, and then the way that it was positioned, or the way that where it was, the doctor is able to remove 99.9% .9 because I guess a part of it is attached to a nerve of okay. some sort. So they, they can't really, you know, it would have been bad if they even attempt to do that. Right. But they removed as much as they can. So let, let's see where faith all ties in with mm -hmm. this now because obviously now you've gone through, you know, one, two, three, mm -hmm. right in a row. Um, and yet you've managed to just kind of seemingly know or feel that yes. it was going to be okay the whole time. Do you have any idea? There's always a purpose for everything. Yes. So is there any, has God revealed to you at all what you think some of the reason might be for you going through some of this? You know, after the third bout, after this third trial, this is exactly what I was telling myself. There has to be more than this. Mm -hmm. There's a calling, there's a reason. And I'm still trying to kind of digest all that and mm -hmm. figure it out. But as you could probably see in my social media, a lot of my um, posts have a lot to do with faith right. and have a lot to do with positivity and the Lord and mm -hmm. God, and I'm giving everything that's happened to me to Him. Right. Yeah. And I truly believe that there is something, if it's to inspire people, if it's to give faith in some people who are not mm -hmm. really quite there yet, but it's tying together because here I am today with you in this church. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yes. And there's very possibly somebody out there right now who is going through something similar, maybe facing something very scary in their life that's beyond their control. How, so how during those times, because you said you felt, would you say you felt a peace? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's probably couldn't be clearly explained why you felt that peace yes. except for the part of faith. Yes, it has to be faith. Um, I'm a true believer that if something 
uh, bad or negative happens, you just have to surrender. And mm -hmm. you just have to just believe that it's there for a reason. And um, yeah, that everything happens for a reason. And whatever that may be, just be ready to accept and mm -hmm. move on. And even if you took the, the alternative, because a lot of people will do we'll this. They'll do take it. the alternative and they'll start. Was there really anything you could do about it anyways? No, there really <laughs> isn't. There really isn't you, nothing you can do. If it went the other way around, you, all you have to do is really just to accept it. Right, okay. Yeah. So in the search of everything of what this means, and even right now, mm -hmm. what it possibly means, I, I, I would say that because of the fact that you've gone through, that God has taken you through what you've gone through, mm -hmm. there is a sort of, I don't know if this is the right phrase, a moral authority to be able to speak on this. Because it's one thing that we do a lot mm -hmm. in faith circles, mm -hmm. is we tell people, well, this is what you need to believe. Mm -hmm. This is how you need to deal with things. It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to be able to still say that having gone through it. Okay, so the story that you now have, this experience that you now have, having to actually face it, not just have a faith directive, mm -hmm. but actually having to live it, going through that. Um, does that, are, are you sensing that platform yes, at this point? Yes, I most definitely am. I most definitely am sensing that, uh, that I'm put in this place somehow to be a testimony of what he can do. I've always said it, and my mom especially has always been saying it, that what I went through this last three years is nothing short of a miracle. Mm -hmm. It has to be that. It has to be coming from a higher power um, that's giving me all the strength, that's giving me all the positive energy, and um, to be here and be a testimony of things that could happen. And, a miracle that can very well happen so to God, anyone. God can still do miracles, Oh, right? absolutely, Def absolutely. Definitely still does mm -hmm. it. And for those of us, I'll say us, because sometimes I do it as well, <laughs> that are having the excuses not to be working out, not to be getting fit. Uh, maybe we're sitting on the couch a little too much, having a little too many snacks, whatever it is. Um, and, and we'll, use all these excuses, you, you've had a lot of reasons to not stay active and yet right back at it. So after this, this uh, tumor in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in your brain's mm -hmm. area, how long until you got back on, onto the fitness? Um, actually, right now I am not back into the fitness. Okay. This is a little bit different than the last two. So I'm sure it's a little yes, harsher. A, but, oh, much yeah. different. So uh, this is how quickly I have gone back up on my feet is I haven't even had my follow-up with my neurologist. Mm. That's not going to happen until Thursday. Um, after hospitalization, the only time that I went back to the hospital was for them to remove the 50-plus staples that mm. were on my head. Yeah. And then, even then, they were able to give me a little bit of leeway. They said, normally we would suggest that you should be bed rest. You should really be recovering at least two months. But just the way I am, I, I can't sit around for two months doing nothing. Yeah. I'm losing my mind as it is. So they kind of gave me a little bit of leeway. He goes, okay, what are you willing to do? And what do you think you're able to do? So two weeks into recovery, I said, I want to go back to work. Maybe not full on. I have a desk mm -hmm. job. It's not okay. like anything physical. 
So they said, okay, no more than three hours a day. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm back mm -hmm. to work. Although I'm doing more than three hours a day. I'm pushing it a little bit. So three hours becomes four. It's four. It's, yeah. Right now it's about four and a half. <laughs> it's stretching. Maybe it's five, right? Yeah. So okay. when I see um, the neurologist on Thursday, then I will have a better idea of where I am allowed uh, physically and, you know, working out wise and mm -hmm. the fitness. Although I kind of like already have a clue that perhaps they will let me go back in about a week after next. So my, my goal right now is to get back to the gym the beginning of October. Wow. Well, you came in here today with a lot. You seem to have a lot of energy. I mean, and so I would think that because so often there's a situation where people are at home thinking mm -hmm. about everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going through this. I'm recovering. I think they make themselves more sick. Yes. Just dwelling on it dwelling in the mind, right? right? So Correct. it's better for you to just be active. Go out there and, you know, interact uh, if you can, you know, mm -hmm. with everything that's going on right now. I'm trying to get my independence 100%. I can't quite drive long, um, you know, distances quite yet, or okay. I haven't really. I'm enjoying the uh idea of my daughter and my husband chauffeuring me around right now there you go uh although today was an exception um i actually had driven myself here which okay. was not so bad this mm -hmm. is the farthest that i've driven since the surgery is there a reason why they're limiting your drive um, they just said that you know because there's a possibility of me getting dizzy there's a okay. possibility of me getting weaker because it does you know driving does require quite a bit of mental and physical. So we're trying to minimize right. the possibilities of a relapse, I would imagine. So, but you, you're, you're talking about doing accounting. Yes. Which takes concentration, doesn't yes. it? Have yes. you had any trouble focusing on um, that? Actually, if anything, it kind of took me back to pre-surgery. Mm -hmm. I was actually being very forgetful. Now I'm, it's beginning to make sense now um, oh, it was, as to uh, why okay. that it was there. There yeah. were certain things that I would lapse. There were certain things that I would forget. And in accounting, it, it's it's critical, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I was missing some bills. I know I remembered. Mm -hmm. uh, and but I, you know, luckily I have a boss that's kind of very very understanding um, to that. So now we kind of even talked about it and laughed about it. He goes, oh, that makes sense now why you were forgetful, why you would forget to flush the toilet or why you would forget to close the door or your car door. There, was, there were little clues. Little things that were happening. things that were happening that I am just now kind of, kind of puzzling together and like say, it makes sense now. It makes a lot yeah. of sense. I'm thinking back to my high school accounting class uh -huh. that I had. I, I was really into accounting. I thought it was awesome <laughs> until the guy was the CPA who was teaching it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the, he, he gave the class project where you were taking every little, mm -hmm. you know, thing all the way through. And what I found, well, you're talking about brain power and concentration. If you missed one entry, if you made one mistake. Oh, oh that's it. Now you're having to retrace yes. all the way back. You couldn't just pick it up from no, where it was. No, it's like one decimal point, one zero makes a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I decided not mm -hmm. to go into accounting. Too much, too much <laughs> concentration there is required. All right, so having gone through all this, Maria, at this point, are there one or two lessons that stand out to you, possibly? Maybe some of it you're still going through the process. Is, 
Are you like being taught something, you think? Yeah, I think more than anything, it's, you know how when life is going on, sometimes you forget mm -hmm. about faith. Sometimes you forget about that part of your life, the spirituality mm -hmm. uh, part of your life. And from time to time, I could see that happening to myself. Um, when COVID hit and the churches were shut down, mm -hmm. and obviously you can't go uh, do the you know in-person service, mm -hmm. and that kind of kind of uh, faced me away from it a little bit. Okay. It, it was just it's harder to do it at home. Although you have a Bible, you know you can always say I'll do it later or I'll read later, I'll reflect later. Um, and I was sensing that that more than anything mm -hmm. for me. And having to go through this, I always look at it as it's a message, mm -hmm. you know, kind of perhaps to just remind me uh, that you're, you're beginning to walk away from that part of your life. You know, you're doing well on your physical, you're doing well on your mental. What about your spiritual? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that's what it is. That's what I'm learning from all this. And that's why I truly believe that I'm going through it and gotten through it in the most positive aspect or possibilities is because of that. Mm -hmm. And that way I can be a testimony and I could really truly go out there and share it to whoever might need it. Right. Yeah. So you think it kind of gives a, a renewed dependence? Correct. A renewed belief, a renewed, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you always say born again. So it's a rebirth and a rebirth and a mm -hmm. rebirth. Um, you know, it's almost like a cat. I'm mean, gonna have nine lives, possibly. Well, hopefully we're not gonna go through oh, this no, nine I times. Three, three is good. Three is good. I'm good with three. Like they always say, it comes in threes. And so my hope is like, okay, this is number three. Mm -hmm. So I better step up uh, and, you know, go with a game plan. There's something here. And I think it has a lot to do with a calling um, right. that I would be some kind of a, you know, a, a vessel or uh, an inspiration to people out there with all, all the things that are going on right now, especially, yeah. you know, you just have to believe and you just have to be of help to those who might need it. So have you seen that uh, people in times of a challenge, a health challenge or mm -hmm. something going on in their family, a lot of the things that people say all the time, oh, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. For God, they don't have time. They don't have time. For things of faith, they don't have time. For a lot of, even family things, family time. Some people make the time, a lot of people mm -hmm. don't. They're mm -hmm. so busy with the jobs and the professions and, and the hobbies and everything that they're trying to keep up with. But when you're suddenly knocked on your mm -hmm. behind, you know, basically a lot of the other stuff is, yeah, it's not as important not as anymore. Not as important anymore. And, and so it's quite a lesson to, a yes. reminder. It is a constant reminder of what's important. And with, you know, with something like this, it reminds you that family is always there. Mm -hmm. uh, it was my family, my husband, my poor husband had to take off a whole week of work mm -hmm. and had to drive from West Covina to Los Angeles on a daily basis. Which is not an easy thing. Not an yeah. easy task. And yeah. then coming home after being released from the hospital, uh, even though I was ambulatory and mobile, certain things I cannot do for mm -hmm. myself. Um, I wasn't allowed to bow my head a certain level. So there are certain things that I would not be able to do for myself. And right. he had to step up and my children had to step up. And, 
you know, I'm the one that's very stubborn and say, I can do this, I can mm -hmm. do it all, you know, but yeah, sometimes you just have to really reflect on that too. Family, especially, is always there. And I'm surrounded by a whole lot of wonderful people, friends who prayed for me all throughout this mm -hmm. whole ordeal. So you mentioned the, uh, you know, not being able to do things for yourself and you seem like the type of person that was pretty much a go-getter. Mm -hmm. You take care of it. So how humbling is that? It's very humbling, <laughs> in fact. Um, you know, even to this day, I always tell my husband, uh, honey, I'm really sorry you have to do this. He goes, no, you don't have to be sorry mm -hmm. because, you know, this is part of life and this is why I'm here. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just very fortunate to actually have a husband that's very supportive and uh, helpful and always willing to do it for mm -hmm. me, you know. And I'm sure he knows that if it was turned around. Yes. Yeah. Yes, true. And then my, my daughter, like I said, I have two kids and they've been, I've always been very close to them anyway, but this whole experience just had gotten us even closer, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, my oldest daughter, especially, like I said, she's 30. Mm -hmm. I have a 30-year-old and a 12-year-old. So that's okay, quite, that's there you quite go. yeah, that's quite a Now, how does that difference. dynamic work? Because that's quite a spread. So um, it, it, the, the, it's an older sister, uh, but it's almost like a different role than that. Yeah, well, in a way, it allowed me to work full time because mm -hmm. my 30-year-old, even though she works, her job doesn't really, you know, restrict her to uh, an eight-hour-a-day job. It's more flexible. She's a okay. dancer, choreographer, and works for a studio. Mm -hmm. So she, in turn, now is like the second mom. Okay. She's even more than the mom, I would even say at this point, because yeah. she takes care of the baby sister more than I have. She's the one that takes her to school. She's the one that picks her up from school, takes mm -hmm. her to dance classes, and all those extracurricular activities. Right. Um, I'm more secondary, and as a matter of fact, truthfully, she's more afraid of her big sister than me. She can manipulate me more than she can manipulate her. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so th that's the dynamic. It helped me, actually, mm -hmm. in more ways than you know, more ways, more ways than one. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So priorities, when you face things and we see what's more important and the other things are not, did you zero in? Have you zeroed in on some of the things? That, let, let's say it hadn't gone well. Mm -hmm. and let's say the, the prognosis was more grave. Mm -hmm. What what senses have you seen are the things that are most important in life and the other stuff just isn't as important? Wow. Um, of course, family. And mm -hmm. just being prepared for the worst. You always have to uh, face life um, with the worst expectations. Yeah. Um, then that way, if everything goes the other way, then hooray. Hallelujah. But also be prepared for... Um, the worst things that could happen. Mm -hmm. And um, importance-wise, like I said, family. Mm -hmm. As long as they are there, I'm pretty sure that whether or not it went this way or that way, it's always mm -hmm. gonna be okay. Did you say more things to each other that you maybe would not have said as often? Yes, oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, now that we had gone through this, I, you know, I expect more family time. Um, we're kind of before it used to be like okay you know you go your way I go my way you go eat when you feel like it and I'll do it when I feel like it now I'm noticing that we're actually getting together we're eating mm -hmm. together more and spending more time together 
uh, which was kind of like, uh, not forgotten, but it was less and less and less over the years, I mm -hmm. would say, especially the teenager. That's very hard, or yeah. preteen, I would say. It's very hard. She has her own life right now, but, mm -hmm. but she's, she's a trooper, and she's understanding what's going on and is willing to go with the program here. So value, putting things of value. Mm -hmm. um, we've been talking a lot lately about if a person knew that they only had 30 days mm -hmm. left or even a week left, you know, how, how would the daily activities change? Certain things we just wouldn't do, other yes. conversations we'd have to have, uh, different things that we had not taken care of, we would definitely want to take mm -hmm. care of. The reason I ask that question is because if we could learn that lesson before we're at that point mm -hmm. and make a better use of our time, mm -hmm. um, maybe that's some of what you've learned. Yes, some of oh, oh, absolutely. Like I said, you know, kind of your faith takes kind of a back seat when everything goes perfect, mm -hmm. you know. You prioritize other, other things. Even family becomes, you know, secondary. Yeah. Um, you become kind of centered and self-centered and I wouldn't even say necessarily selfish, but that's usually what happens when everything is going well. Mm -hmm. Everybody just go in their own, you know, happy or lucky way and whatnot until you hit that roadblock. Um, so I would have to say if that's the case, so now it's different because I look at things like there's always going to be the possibility of hitting mm -hmm. a roadblock like that. Yeah. So with that in mind, always be appreciative of what you have every day. Always remember to say I love you to those who matter. Uh, always, um, yeah, just be positive and just mm -hmm. uh, prioritize things in life because it could happen. If it happened to me, it could happen to anybody. Sure can happen, especially <laughs> in these days and ages when people just yes. get sick oh, yeah. out, out of oh, nowhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so definitely we want to prioritize that. So. Based on you being on that side of it, dealing with that, how, it, let, let's say somebody right now is, has a loved one, someone they care about and they're going through something mm -hmm. like you're going through. What's the best way, because a lot of people will, will say, it's like, oh, I just wish I could do more for you. I, what's, what were the most valuable things that, that you think a person can do to help that person that's going through that? You know, prayers. Um, I think that was the biggest factor for me because when I found out about the diagnosis, immediately I reached out on social media, you know, asking for prayers and asking for this, and the support that I got was just astronomical. I never, I never could have imagined in a million years that I had so much love out there mm -hmm. until that happened. Yeah. People reaching out to me and helping out and just praying. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was one thing too that I never really even realized. Mm -hmm. And people even coming up to me saying that all throughout uh, your whole fitness journey in the cancer scare, you know, you've always been my inspiration. You've mm. always given me that positive thing. And, you know, some people at the gym that were willing to give up already kept coming. Yeah. Just seeing you and seeing what you've been through. And yet, here you are again. And uh -huh. I never realized that I was actually that, made that much of an impact to a lot of people until then. Yeah. And that could have been another thing that I had to be aware of to realize and understand what I'm supposed to be doing or what my purpose is mm -hmm. in life. 
because yeah, like people I've never even really known on a personal level, but had seen, just you know, had reached out and said, you know, you've made a difference in my life. Uh, you've inspired me. Everything that you you know you write on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. had made a difference. It kind of like yeah, I, ne I never even even thought of it that way. People watch then. much more than we realize. Right? Yes, yes. And I mean, I'll... even if it's one person, mm -hmm. I, if I made a difference to one person, that's you know more than enough. Yeah, and that purpose, I, I think. You, you probably realize that by the third time here going oh, yeah. through that. Oh yeah. And that maybe puts a little more. I don't know if the word accountability is correct, but maybe it just gives you a, a little more will to yes, push. Yes, to push. Yes, definitely. A little bit more will to push and a little bit, yeah, a little bit more um, inspiration for me to do what I can do for whoever is, is looking or whoever is listening or whoever is watching. Because mm -hmm. obviously they are watching. Yeah. Well, based on that, I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. I've enjoyed our time today, by the way, yes. so I really do appreciate you coming. Yes. Uh, there could be, we don't know when this is going to be watched, so okay. there's going to be someone going to watch it soon. It could be a year from now, two years mm -hmm. from now from the recording of this. But there's going to be somebody out there, and faith is not really a big part of their life at mm -hmm. this point. Maybe they haven't really explored it yet, or they're just starting to. Mm -hmm. How big of a difference maker do you think it is? I mean, you've gone through this and faith helped get you through. What would it have been like without having that faith, having to just deal with it on mm -hmm. your own? And why would you say to a person out there that, that faith is so vital for them? Yeah, I mean, had I not have my faith, um, it would have come out very, very different. I mean, I probably would be very negative and just be full of self-pity, uh, faith has a lot to do with it. And to those people who question, you know, um, whether or not it really is there, it, it, if, you know, if God is there, if there's a God, just, just kind of close your eyes and just believe. I mean, find it in your heart. Uh, try to look for the worst things that had happened in your life and how you got through with it. And it's all, it's there. All, all the signals are there. All the signs are there. And like I said, I'm not a super religious person, mm -hmm. but after having to go through all this, um, I truly believe it's what made the difference for me is my faith. And right now, even to this day, I find it a miracle. I always say it's a miracle that I'm here. Amen. And I'm sure that uh, God's going to do much more through you. And you. we look forward to seeing that in the future. I do want to encourage you, if you want to follow uh, Marie on Instagram, you can just look her up on Instagram and send her a request. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see, uh, because she is out there and doing a lot of stuff and very active. And also, we want to encourage you, if you've not subscribed to the podcast here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening to this on, we encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Make sure you go back and see some of the other ones that maybe you didn't catch because they're all great and awesome. Yes. We appreciate your time being with us today. This has been the Audacious Faith Podcast. God bless.